1: It's time for Caveman Corner. Presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michigan's Sports Leader, 961 FM, WSBT. We're talking
2: all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huffert.
1: We're ready to fire up another cold Monday night with Caveman Corner here on WSBT with Mishawaka Director of Athletics, Dean Hubbard, I'm Sean Styers. We are brought to you by Midland Engineering Company, also presented by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage, Mishawaka Education Foundation, School City of Mishawaka, and Thor Industries. Two guests with us tonight. New Mishawaka head wrestling coach Steve Sandifer will join us in a little bit. And right now, the head coach of the Cavemen football team, Bart Curtis. Did, Did you get a lot of sleep? this weekend the season ended did you get more it's sleep always, that weekend it's always rough when
2: it when it ends you yeah know, the two worst days of a football season or the day you pass out the gear because it's a pain in the rear and then the <laughs> day you collect it because it's sad you know yeah and uh uh you know a lot of tears friday a lot of uh you know a lot of uh moist eyes and and just you know text back and forth with with some kids that uh uh, you try to. I think sometimes they handle things better than the adults, um, but uh, you know, one of the things I'm proud of, and this may be a small thing, but uh, every kid uh, was in school this morning, and, and that's hard to do after a disappointing loss. It doesn't
1: always happen either.
2: It's hard for the adults. You it's know, funny I,
1: we've got the wrestling coach here and the football <laughs> coach, and I remember one of our football coaches used to talk about that back in the day after yeah. a big loss who's in oh, yeah. school Absolutely. that next
2: day that's right it is it's, and it's hard to get you know it's hard to, to to get motivated and you and you feel like somehow that you got an empty feeling and uh uh it, it ends and and you know the you got the great group of kids that are your seniors and and you know that the, you're not going to see them in that light anymore uh in the locker room and and uh, uh with a helmet on and um, you know, they still refer to you as coach and everything and and you have fond memories, but boy, it's really a rough deal when you walk in there after the whole thing's done. We are there probably to, we, we, collecting gear and inventorying is kind of a three-day deal and uh, when you walk in and see the empty lockers for the first time since late July um, that that that's, that's rough. Well, and that's kind of what I was going to say is w- we've talked about this before that the
1: off-season programs of all these sports now. I mean, you guys have been at it for, yeah. with the
2: seniors, I mean, there, there are very few days where you probably haven't seen some there of these is, guys. And, and, you know, that's a whole other topic, you know, and <laughs> we're trying to, you know, speaking of that and having, uh, having Coach Sandifer here, our, our off-season program better be wrestling, basketball, and swimming, okay? And, uh, you know, we, we had long talks with kids tonight about that, you know. For for heaven's sake, do something. You're only going to be young once, you um, competing in something is going to make you better than, uh, saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to be in the weight room every day and I'm going to throw, uh, a hundred balls every day or, or mesh a hundred times, you know, go compete in something and, uh, get coached by somebody else. Because I think that's part of the maturation process because everybody has their own leadership styles and it's good for kids in my humble opinion to, be coached by different styles, uh, and 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 you know if they hear the same voice day after day, fifty weeks a year, uh, pretty soon that you know that the voice doesn't mean as much. And I think kids are more excited for the sport you coach after they've done another sport or two. You know, it's uh, to me it's kind of a natural progression. And it's interesting he says that because a couple weeks ago
3: we talked to Steve Anderson and he said the same thing. Yeah. He said twenty years ago. Maybe I wouldn't have had that same yeah. message, but I love those kids who compete, sure. who are working for our school and working for the community. And and for you, the last eight years, it hasn't ended this way. What was the message to the kids <coughs> the other night? Because I know you had sixteen yeah. fantastic seniors, and and I'm sure our community wants to wants to know what you well, said. Well,
2: those you kids. know what? You, you tell them how uh, how much appreciate their efforts. First of all, because many of them have been four year kids who have committed a great deal of time, energy, and effort to your program and 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 to Mishawak football. So you're sad for that. You try to get them to uh understand that, you know, as time goes on, even though this is a big part of their lives, uh, you know, there's going to be other big parts of their lives. You know, the day their children are born, the day that uh, uh they get married. Um, you know, so if, if this can't be the end all, although, you know, it feels like it. Um, you know, and, and Steve's here, so I'll say this and back on the three-sport thing. Oh. You can't tell me, and you'll never be able to convince me, that a kid having to step up to the free-throw line with the game on the line or walk out there and shake hands with a guy and it's just you and he and nobody else and the spotlight's on you. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that does not help in a- every other sport that kid competes in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's nothing like that. And um you know, I, I I wrestled in gym class. I never wrestled in high school because uh, everybody over six foot made the basketball team at Northwood <laughs> back in the day. Um, but I, I officiate wrestling, and there's just nothing competitive-wise, mano mano, uh, like that. And uh, you know, any kid that's any kid that says, "Hey, I'm not sure what I'm going to do," we're we're, we're trying to send them Steve's way. Uh, And and we tell kids, hey, if you don't make the basketball team, get your butt down there and Coach Sandifer will take you. He'll talk to you. And uh, uh, I I just think there's so many things kids can be doing to better themselves rather than sitting at home and saying, hey, I'm going to lift weights.
3: Last night we had the MFL championships for the juniors and – that had to have given you a little bit of flexibility. Oh, yeah. You probably remembered some of those seniors going through it, that program and couldn't wait to get it, here's your hands what's it
2: in sixth grade. every We have different kids. The high school kids help officiate. Yeah. And John Rogaman goes out, does the pregame coin toss. Yeah, and
3: he did the national championship last year. Yeah. Right. yeah. And now he's center. doing and I'm yeah. taking a picture of him <laughs> last night going, this yeah. is one of the best stories that nobody knows about. Uh, that's <laughs> right.
2: There's some truth to that. But one of the things he does is every kid that officiates, Okay, how many, introduce yourself, your number, your position, and how many of you guys played in this game or in the MFL. Every kid to a man raised their hand, wow. said they played in the MFL. So these little kids are looking up at them, and, you know, uh, you can tell the wheels are spinning that, hey, you know, someday I want that to be me. So, yeah, it was it was a neat evening um, and a lot of, good, lot of good competition. The last game wasn't very competitive, but uh, certainly the game before that was. It's 12
1: minutes after 7 o'clock. Bart Curtis, the Mishawaka head football coach, is with us tonight on Caveman Corner with uh, Dean Hubbard. I'm Sean Steyers. Coach, I'm, I'm curious because I, I know every coach has a lot of questions going into a season, and now you're sitting here at the end of the season after 11 games. What was the biggest question you had going in, and, and uh, how was it answered over the course of the season?
2: Well, number one, it's always the offensive line. And uh, I thought that week by week they progressed and, and, and they got uh, a whole lot better. I mean, if you look at us and, and some of the, the kids we go, we play against, sometimes it's comical when we line up against people, but we always seem to um, be able to grind out a few yards here and there. Uh, it wasn't very, the yards were hard to come by last Friday night, I can tell you that. Um defensively we were in and we'll never use this as an excuse you know I, I chastise anybody in in my office that says hey we're young we're playing you know sophomores and we got a couple freshmen by by middle october those guys are cavemen and 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 the great deal is, is something you can't fall back on but uh obviously we struggled uh stopping people and uh you know that's something that uh will be addressed and will be, you know, that's a point of emphasis for us uh, between now and next August. Well,
1: it might not be an excuse, but you did start you, you you knew Absolutely. you were coming into this season with a lot of inexperience sure. and even though you lose a, a good core of seniors you've got a lot more experience
2: coming back next year we do and and you know i looked at the, my defensive coaches you know coach smith coach sarge coach caldroni coach perry and you know they're not coaching any less hard than they did a year ago and they certainly <laughs> haven't gotten any any uh, dumber you know um <laughs> And, and that's something that sometimes, as coaches, we look back and we're thinking we're awful hard on ourselves, um, and and you know it's a situation where we had some serious growing pains. But uh, it's not like anybody on staff isn't coaching as hard as they've coached, or, or trying try, trying to be a little more innovative, or try some different approaches with some of the younger kids. But uh, uh, you know it, it's going to come. We there were some there were some bright moments, no doubt about that. Um, but we got to be able to stop people for, you know, those are those are teams of play that we've had play deep into November uh, that have been able to stop people. And, uh, you know, I foresee that coming in the future. One
3: great characteristic of a Bart Curtis coach team is the kids never give up yeah. and they kept playing And you saw that so much Friday night. There were a lot of reasons at halftime well, to, to toss it in, and they played for pride, and they played for you coaches, and I think they played for each other that second half, and actually won the second half, which, mm-hmm. was, which you know, was amazing to see, because as you said, when you lined up, those kids were, were they're, they're big, they're experienced, good team. and, it's and they were take, a good team, and give yeah, them all the going, credit yeah, in the world.
2: Absolutely, they're well coached, and, and I guess if something surprised me out of the other night... Um, I I think New Prairie defensively surprised me uh, with their ability to, to create some issues for us, um, but you know you look back and you know I never feel like coming out of a game. Hey, there wasn't something we could have done at this point in the game that would have maybe turned it. Um, so so I I always feel like there's an answer or a way, and uh, you know there were certain points in the ball game, you know, and and you can. Live your whole life saying "What if?" Well, what if on fourth and whatever, th- you know, the pass isn't completed, or what if we don't get a defensive holding call on us? Um, but you know what, uh, the, the, you got to be able to make your breaks, and and we didn't do that Friday night. Yeah, just proud of the team though. The way absolutely, they, the way they
3: gutted it out that the, second half, and and an amazing season for you guys. Absolutely, uh, the record it's not what we wanted, right. it's not what you shoot for, but the effort was there, the pride, and, and yeah. to see the community come out, and, and these and kids, the experiences on Friday nights, uh, they may not look back and see that record, but they're going to remember sure. their brothers and their coaches. And you
2: hit a great point. They did, you know, they they kept battling, uh, you know, and, and, and with such a great group of seniors with high character, I wouldn't have expected anything but, and and you know, guys that uh, guys that have been in the program four years uh, that just kept Kept playing play after play, like you said. And, uh, um, you know, I'll mention a couple guys, our four captains. You know, Isaiah Evans, uh, Al Faulkner, um, Damon Germano, Noah Staten. And I could go on and on, you know, with, with, with the guys that have really made a strong commitment to the program. And, and they're such high-character kids, which just makes it that much diff- more difficult because you feel even worse for them that things didn't go their way Friday.
3: Yeah, you know, Sean, sometimes you see those kids, and it may not have happened this year. But it sets it up for success for yeah. the next year. Absolutely, they learn from those guys.
1: Well, and kind of on the subject of of the fact that that they did keep playing hard. I mean, you can oh, see yeah. that from where I was sitting, as well. And you guys do a lot of team building stuff, uh, whether it's the breakfasts or the dinners or just the workouts and and a lot of different things. And when the when the captains came in that night a month or so ago here on the show, we talked to them about that as well. When you when you talk about that. That resolve in a game like that, whether whether you're up or down or whatever, how much of all
2: that stuff, how how much I, I plays into it, that? I believe it plays a great deal into it because you've gone to battle with your buddies in a, in other realms. Um, you, you have shown that the selflessness to go out and do some community service, um, and, and I truly believe that the character of these kids. Uh, shows in situations like that because it would be easy to roll over when things aren't going your way and hopefully they're able to draw on some things uh, and, and to be able to keep scrapping and, and use those things later in life you know because after high school athletics there's, there's there's other things there's a whole world out there where you're going to have tough times and have to overcome and battle adversity uh, you know what do you do when your wife runs off of the drummer like Lou Holtz said you better learn to compete when your wife runs off of the drummer so um hopefully those kids uh will take something. I got a really nice text from one of our captains tonight thanking me for uh working with him and being uh uh his coach and you know I I feel the opposite way. I feel like I ought to be texting him or calling him and saying hey thanks for playing for me is uh uh but uh, it is it's a positive feeling. We had we had a good feel in the locker room. I felt like the kids uh uh, it, it certainly wasn't ever uh, a situation where we weren't getting done what we wanted to get done because of attitude. It was never that. Well, and we
3: talked about uh, last week how grateful we are to WSBT this year and the coverage that you guys gave us during football season that will carry on through the, the fall and the winter, but to cover Coach when he got his two hundred to win, to yeah. be there for some of those great games and Each week, just being able to promote Mishawaka athletics and Mishawaka football, uh, I don't know if it's ever been been done better for the program. No, I don't think so. And it's going to continue in the future years. And
2: you know what? I've had the opportunity on a couple occasions. You know, we get busy over the weekends, but I've had the opportunity to go back and watch the game and listen to you guys do it. And it's, I mean, it's first class, and we really appreciate that. It's it's fun to listen to and watch uh, at the same time. And, uh, you know, I know I'm going to personally miss... Having you come in to PSO and watch and try to take a number, he sits outside the principal's That's office right. and waits until it's his time. turn Good to come time. in and speak to me. Uh, and half the time, there's nobody yeah. in there. He's
3: just. Like, oh. right.
1: I'll have to do it in a month or so, just for, just for the heck of well, it. He's been in there. He knows what it's like
2: on a Thursday afternoon at oh 145. I know yeah.
3: exactly what you're talking about, though, going back and listening. And a lot of times I did that after a yeah. game because we get so busy on game night, right. and, and you're in the moment, and you have to make the decision, yeah. okay, are we kicking or are we going for two? But you go back, you look at it, you listen, and the chills come. And it's like, wow, look at that. Yeah, man, Dude, that's, that's cool. that, that just makes it big time, right? Well,
1: there. and I'll just say that, that you, Dean, and, and you, Coach, and your, your staff made it exceptionally For easy sure, yeah. to be able to do this. And, and I was thinking kind of within a couple of days after that Marion game when you picked up your 200th win, it's like how cool was it that we got to be there when a Hall of Fame coach yeah. got his 200th well. win? That night, I mean, that was that was pretty cool for us. So, I, I mean, we, we the feeling is mutual.
3: And yeah. I know Sean's already thinking too. How great is it going to be to step in that press box, the new press box? <laughs> right. He keeps talking about this new press <laughs> box. I think he wants it to be the Sean Steyers W S eighteen ninety one press box. But and I'd give
1: you
2: some blueprints you if some you want. <laughs> well, I had the opportunity. To, the, the the scoreboard we were having some glitches yesterday, and I had the opportunity. I'd not been up in that scoreboard in or uh, press box in some time. And it, it, it's ready. It's time. It's ready to become an <laughs> ice time. fishing shanty. Yep. That's right. It's,
0: that's,
2: we'll leave that's it at the, that. Third. That's <laughs> the next project. Yeah, We've that's done right. A lot Coach of great Sarge things wants to cut turf. it in half yep. and have two ice fishing shanties, a double decker. Yeah, so yeah, the did. lights, the turf. So we're we're moving
3: yeah. in that direction in the future. Maybe we'll even yeah. get you an elevator. There
2: you go. Yeah, make it easy. I want to take but one, one quick that. opportunity to thank my assistant coaches too, the guys that. Uh, do the nuts and bolts, uh, and I'm not going to name them all because I'll forget somebody, but uh, what a great group of men to work with and what great role models they are for our kids. I wanted to, before we
1: wrap up this segment, and uh, Steve Sandiford, the wrestling coach who played for you, at one point, is is sitting here patiently waiting, and so we'll talk to him in a minute. What I wanted to do, uh, I've, I've got a few of the names of a few of your seniors, Okay. and I wanted to lob a couple at you, okay. especially some of the guys, you know, guys like Isaiah Evans, we got to call sure. his name all the time, great kid, we had him in here, but I mean, there are some other guys whose names we didn't necessarily sure. get to call, especially like, offensive linemen, those kind of things. So you just give me uh, a few words on him when I give them to you, okay? How about Brandon Kanan? Start with him.
2: First of all, the quietest kid in the program, um, and you wouldn't know it watching him in the commons, but uh, uh, the light bulb went on for this kid about, March of last year he was a kid that I was having trouble getting in the weight room on a consistent basis and the light bulb went off about February or March and he worked his way into a starting position offensive center and was one of our unsung heroes on the old line how about Gavin Hoskins you know, his season ended at Elkhart Central uh, with a with a uh, unfortunate uh, concussion situation that could have been worse than it actually was. We were very concerned uh, at the time. And, uh, you know, he, he, here's a kid that just absolutely gives you every piece of heart at, at all times and uh, was having a really good uh, senior season until that unfortunate incident. One of your linebackers, Bryce McDonald. I, I said Brandon Canaan was the quietest. I ch- take that back. Bryce McDonald's the quietest. <laughs> uh, I always gave Bryce grief because he wore these white gloves, and uh, he, he kind of runs straight-armed a little bit. I said, now, Bryce, if you're going to run like that, you don't want to draw attention to yourself with wearing those white gloves on film. <laughs> but uh, what a great kid, and uh, he works in the bookstore for my wife, and she, she absolutely loves him. He's one of the nicest kids. He'll be a future. Uh, he's already enlisted in the Marines. He'll be serving our country. Another offensive lineman, Davis O'Donnell. Oh, gee, uh, another quiet kid, unsung hero. Bit, uh, bit but you we, want your offensive oh, lineman we to be call quiet, him, right? Yeah, we call him Big Tater, and and uh, uh, you know, big old curly head. He had a, a really nice end of the season. He came on and was our ended up being our unbalanced line guard. Um, his mom, I'm going to throw a shout out to Beth O'Donnell, uh, she liked to prepare meals for the coaching staff prior to games sometimes, and I know it doesn't look like it uh, <laughs> looking at me, but uh, we indulged. Great, great family, great kid. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Coach. Really appreciate
1: the season. It's it's been uh, great yeah. getting to know you this Thank year, you. and obviously we're looking forward to more over
2: the next few years. Well, I appreciate that, and I want to give uh, you know I want to wish Steve well. He's going to do uh, uh, what a great hire that was, and he is going to do uh, an incredible job with our kids and our program, and uh, he will have that thing up and flying before you know it and he relates well to kids and he will he will make them tougher
1: sounds good that's who we're talking to next the mishawaka wrestling coach steve sandifer coach thanks again thank you bart curtis the mishawaka football coach we got to take a time out when we come back we will talk to the new wrestling coach steve sandifer on caveman corner on wsbt Quarter continues on Michigan Sports Leader 96 FM WSBT. We're presented by Midland Engineering Company, also presented by Kevin Putts from First Midwest Mortgage, Mishawaka Education Foundation, School City of Mishawaka, and Thor Industries. With Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard, I'm Sean Stires. Appreciate Bart Curtis coming in once again, the head coach of the football team, and now with us is the new head wrestling coach of the cavemen, Steve Sandifer. He was a two-time state champ from his wrestling days at Mishawaka. Also a running back for Bart Curtis on the football team as well and wrestled in college. And I believe you you coached in college for a year as well. Is that right?
4: I was was a graduate assistant coach for two years at the University of the Cumberlands. So what brought you back to Mishawaka? Um, Really, this has been my dream job since I was in high school. And I spent some time at Taylor High School in Kokomo, just trying to get some experience on my resume and then this opportunity arose and i was just like i always have wanted to come back to mishawaka this has been my dream job and it still hasn't really sank in that that i'm back (laughs) home but mom and dad are thrilled like a bunch of my friends are thrilled and i'm thrilled what's what's the first thing that you dug
1: into then when you got named mishawaka head wrestling coach because there's obviously a lot of tradition
4: there I would say reaching out to the coaching staff, just see how everything was going in the program. Are there any immediate changes that need to be made? Uh, and then definitely the foundation of the program was the the kit the youth wrestling club. Was uh, we had to name a new youth coach, Josh Jester, who's a firefighter for Mish- Mishawaka Fire Department, and uh, that was really the biggest thing. Just laying that foundation, uh, getting people involved again, just getting people excited about wrestling, and go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Steve, when you think about Mishawaka Wrestling and the
3: tradition and opening up doors when you were in Indianapolis or at Purdue or the Cumberland, when you were there and you mentioned Mishawaka Wrestling, how far does this this tradition spread and, and how respected is Mishawaka Wrestling?
4: Uh, it's definitely a very respected program throughout the state and even in other states like uh, some of the Michigan teams that we duel, but I can say I, I've wrestled on a, a bunch of different teams, and nothing has really been the same as being a part of the Mishawak wrestling family. Like growing up watching these athletes, uh, going down to what used to be Kinseco, now Banker's Life, it's just to go through it and just watch it growing up and nothing has been the same now to
3: understand it and to be part of it and to also have al smith as one of those resources here at Mm. mishawaka how much do you do you take from when you were here and then have that temptation of saying you know what i have some new ideas i have some fresh ideas that i want to bring you want to respect tradition but at the same time the program can use that that
4: life that energy um i'm definitely going to stick with what works but uh, there's always some new things that I want to throw in there, just try try some new stuff out, but uh, Al still comes around quite a bit, so I get to talk to him, uh, and that's really cool because he came to our Summer Slam this summer, and um, really, I don't want to try and change too much and infringe on really the tradition that's been set in stone, and um, I just don't have a whole, a whole lot else. Kind of, well,
3: when you that. walk through the halls of Mishawaka and you see the trophies and you see the pictures and... Some of the guys haven't aged. I mean, this guy, you look at you look at your picture. Do you feel like you've aged? Because well, a the of, picture's not that much different.
4: I, I still get mistaken for a student <laughs> at the middle school where I'm teaching right now.
1: At the middle
3: school? And great. then he takes his shirt off. He still does a few push-ups and sit-ups. So <laughs>
1: yeah. it's like, wow, this kid's going to be really good when he's in high school. <laughs> no kidding. Steve Sandifer, the Mishawaka wrestling coach, is with us. Tonight was the first night of practice
4: how many guys did you have out there on the mat i think we had around 25 or six which was pretty good um we had roughly 16 to 20 who were regulars throughout the off season in the summertime and those numbers were really awesome compared to when i first got here i think we had six to eight regulars so the numbers have really gone up that's been great and just the kid support the the parent support has been awesome like i've gotten Text from kids, from parents, just telling me how excited they are about this season. And uh, it makes me feel really good. And I, I just want to know, or I just want to make sure that they know they're taken care of. And I care about them just as much as they're excited about having me.
1: Was it a little bit surreal when you're out there and you're on the mat and it's, I'm the Mishawaka head coach and, and this is the first day of practice as the Mishawaka head coach?
4: It was a little bit different because I've been in the room like, I mean, since the summertime and like it shouldn't have felt any different but today it was really like man this is day one I was like be cool man you've been in here you've been doing this for a while but no I'm ready to get the ball rolling and it's exciting to have our football players in the room but I'm just ready to get get things started what memories do you hold on
3: to from high school that, and and maybe it's that memory that motivated you, or maybe it's that memory of holding up your hand and saying that was the moment that, that uh, I don't know if I want to say defined who you were at that time but maybe it was that championship memory that you look back and say you know what that was success that was the day that i knew that all that work that i put in all the beatings that i took with these older guys that that this moment i knew that okay this is this is something special this moment
4: well um my my junior year i i tore my acl in football and i was told i wasn't going to be wrestling 11 weeks later i wrestled my first wrestling match and then Uh, Get to individual regionals, and I'm wrestling. I have a Warsaw kid, Matt Elvidge, who I had lost to at the Al Smith. I'm number two in the state. He's number one. And going into that weekend, just the preparation was on a completely another level. And there was something that Coach Snyder, he wanted to take me to the next level. So we had already had just a, a crazy practice. Um, after the practice, we did our sprint laps. He holds me after practice. Everybody leaves, and he's like, Steven, you're going to do 10 more takedowns. I'm already exhausted. Like, I'm drenched. I've, I've got some weight to lose, so I'm, I'm sucked down. And he has uh, uh, Derek uh one of my, our volunteers at the time. He's like, you're going to get 10 takedowns on him while Derek's fresh, and I'm already exhausted. By the time this was over, uh, I, I think I was bawling. I was about to quit, walk out the door. Uh, I got the workout done, and then I wrestled Matt Elvis that weekend. It came down to I was losing by one point with 10 seconds left and got the last takedown that I needed and to. And you
3: needed to take Yeah, down.
4: and then I looked back. It was like the worst practice of my life, but that's exactly what I needed at the time. It's interesting because Coach Curtis
1: was, was talking about the life lessons that you take from sports, and he's sitting over here Right now, and I wrestled in high school. I wasn't as good as you. I wasn't a two-time state champ. Went to, to state a few times, you know, place, but but didn't didn't get the ultimate prize at the end of the whole thing. But I mean, I, I went to a high school reunion last year, and one of the girls in my class, her dad, was our coach, and I told her, you know, there are times in my life, all these years later, when when I think that that he he would, he would stand there and he'd be like, quit feeling sorry for yourself. And, you know, just realize that you can do it. When you look at, at coach Curtis or any other coaches do you have, do you, are are there things that they used to say that, that kind of ring in your ears sometimes? Uh, not
4: that I can really (laughs) think of (laughs) off. I remember coach Fabian yelling, (laughs) yelling, leave your body. like, (laughs) Like just, just go beyond it, man.
3: If well, people, and that's- I'm sorry. If people haven't been to the wrestling state finals, I've, I've seen it all from softball to baseball to the volleyball state finals to, to Damon Bailey and 40,000 people at the Hoosier Dome watching state finals and football. If you go to the wrestling state finals and you see the lights go out, you see the spotlight come down, and one guy, it could be from the smallest school in the state going up against Ben Davis or Warren Central, but it's just two guys down there. It's the most exciting state finals that we have in the IHSAA. It's really incredible. So to be able to coach it and to be able to live it and to be able to feel that, you can relay those experiences of this is how I got there, Mm -hmm. this is what it took, and this is the feeling that we're going after. And then you can walk through our hallways and see those trophies and say, this guy did that, this guy did that. These are Mishawaka kids who walk those same hallways. And there must be something to that when you think about Mishawaka wrestling and you've been there before, done that but not many people have had that feeling of raising that hand under the spotlight and that's something nobody can ever take away from you.
4: Uh, I think that's something that really helps me relate to my wrestlers really well right now is like, I'm a young guy, I didn't really graduate that long ago but they want to do exactly what I did sure. and if this is what it took, like we're willing to do it and there's really hasn't been everything that I've done, they've Gotten it, they've gotten it accomplished. Um, and it's really cool to see them grow as much as they have from this summertime, not just on the mat as wrestlers, but as young men. Like uh, Most of them were freshmen last year, sophomore this year. Pretty young team, but uh, it's going to be really neat to grow with this team uh, in the future. Steve, do me a favor. Turn around and look at this wall here real quick. Okay. I'm a little disappointed.
1: I don't see the cauliflower ear. I don't see Oh there's a little bit of it right there. There is It's it's it's, it's lower. It's not yeah. up at the top where you usually yeah. sit. Yep, yep, you could see it. All right. I, I feel a little bit better WSBT. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I was pretty lucky. It, it,
3: I'm not saying it was creepy, Sean, but you know, as you're checking his. Well, ear, I, but,
1: I was sitting here looking at this this really good looking like a, ear on obvious, this side. How does he not get messed up? It's, <laughs> That's right. You're wearing headphones. I I always wondered why. We, we've got to wrap up here, like 15 <laughs> seconds. Anything real quick, Dean? No, uh, we're excited to have, All right. have. Steve here. Steve, congratulations on the job and and uh, good luck this year. Thank you for having me, guys. Steve Sandifer, Bart Curtis. Dean Hubbard, I'm Sean Stiers. This has been Caveman Corner on WSBT.